Hey y'all, welcome back to Hot Topic, where we're honest, open, and transparent. We want to say Happy New Year. We welcome you into the new year, 2024. Um, today's topic, we're going to be discussing about deception. And um, I think this is a good topic to start off with for the year because um, there is deception everywhere we go. There is always a deceiving spirit wherever we wherever we're at so one of the things that um i believe is necessary and needed is as a christian to know to have that spirit of discernment to have to know um where the spirit of deception lies and where it's at consistently and i think that's one of the things that lacks in the church today is the spirit of discernment the spirit to be able to discern what surrounds you um specifically in the church itself there's so many deceiving spirits there's so many spirits of deceptions and deception and lying that abides in the body of christ and sadly the pastors themselves don't even know it so my question to you is how do you feel that in this um, church age that we're living in today, like how, I don't want to ask this question to you. <laughs> My brain is so boggled with so many things. Um, how do you feel about that? That the head of the house cannot discern what is abiding in the house? Um. I believe that deception, the spirit of deception um, is hard to detect at first. Mm, why is that? Because when, you know, you get to know someone, mm -hmm. you don't automatically know that they're being deceiving towards you. Mm. It is something that you find out later on by their actions about, you know, you becoming to find out who they are. Who they you, really are. You become to find yeah. out their patterns and things like that. So um, in the beginning, like a lot of the times, you know, a person who has that spirit of deception, they themselves may not even know they have that spirit. Mm. Um, because it's one thing to um, have the spirit living within you or you being influenced by right. that spirit. Right. And um, some people are think that that's just who they are. Um, so when, for example, a person comes with that spirit, they believe um, the like, for example, the pastor believes like this is they're, they're doing things out of good intention. Like they are not believing that this person is trying to get something out of them, you know, are trying to um, deceive them because they are looking at their work. So mm. a person that has a spirit of deception a lot of times wow. has the interpretation of being a good servant. Very charismatic. Yeah. Very, very influential. They're very, like, they have that, um, I'll say that gift. Personality. Of, of seducing mm. uh, people to believe and persuading people to oh, believe yeah. that everything that I'm doing is... For a good cause. Yeah, for the benefit of the ministry, for the benefit of you. 
And a lot of times we don't get to see the reality of that person until um, they are elevated. They are in position. That's when that spirit becomes Mm. to manifest out and you begin to like, wow, I just, Mm. I've been deceived. And um, I think we've all been through that situation where Mm -hmm. we've been deceived by that spirit itself. Now, someone that is being influenced by this spirit of deception, it is led by um, the, the enemy where the enemy begins to put like lies in your head and mm-hmm. you begin to believe those lies. So as you begin to believe the spirit of deception, your life begins to get stagnant. Wow. As your life begins to get stagnant, your, li- your spiritual life begins to get empty because you're believing that there is no purpose. You're believing that mm. everything that God has proclaimed over your life will not happen because you're deciding to believe this spirit over wow. what God has for your life. And as well as, you know, that's where the spirit of anger, the spirit of jealousy, you know, comes along. And then that's when that spirit enters you for you to be begin to flow mm. in that spirit. And then you don't even begin to realize, like, why the origin of where it came from. So there's other things that tag along with it. Of course. Like, I don't feel like um, someone is just a sequel just because. Like, it is a spirit mm-hmm. that has, you have allowed to enter you through the lies of the enemy, mm. through the attacks of the enemy, because you, your spirit wasn't strong enough to fight it off. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it all, it all starts in the mind, like, yeah, absolutely. you know, where the enemy comes and attacks you and you begin to question who you are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's, um. That's deep. I think out of everything you said, um, the thing that captures me the most is that, like you said, you don't realize how the person is being until afterwards. And so, like, we have to be very careful. When it comes to ministry, we have to be very careful with the lives that we're dealing with. Uh, yeah, because I mean, even if like, let's say you recognize that spirit in someone, you can't just automatically call them out out because you are about to manifest something, you know, in the atmosphere, Mm. you know, because not like you're entering a territory that, you know, you may not have dominion over. You weren't instructed to enter. Exactly. So if you just take it upon yourself, like, you know, when situations happen, like when if that person that is carrying that spirit or is being influenced by that spirit, you know, angers you or, you know, does something in your ministry and you just feel like you can just come and correct them in the mm. aspect of calling that spirit out without the guidance of God, like it's just it's gonna it's just gonna cause chaos it's gonna blow up in your face yeah yeah absolutely um i don't i feel like when it comes to like people um in ministry um i feel like that's why because like people think like you know the devil is not in church like the devil is always in church he's the first one there and sometimes (laughs) the devil be the one that is 
praising more than you. You're right. In the aspect of deceiving. Deceiving, yeah. To you. And then the people who are so-called full of the Holy Ghost, you know, they're sitting down. They don't worship. They don't praise. And then this person that Mm -hmm. is being deceitful is giving more praise and worship than you are. (laughs) And and then we look at that. If you don't, you know, if you don't recognize the spirit, if you don't know how that spirit operates, you just think that person is truly just praising and worshiping like, God. Wow, that person is so in love with God. That person is so deep with God. Yeah, and then you begin to give them they responsibility. You. Yeah, they be- that's a seduction. They begin to um, wow. You begin to see this person and give them more responsibility and mm. give them more, you know, like platform. Yeah, yeah, and little by little, you don't realize like that is those are the people that are destroying your ministry and what the craziest thing is for me is that god always shows you signs the holy spirit always warns you before something actually manifests in the Mm -hmm. physical realm and we just bypass it ignore it we bypass it we think oh no that was just a mistake yeah oh you want to give them benefit of doubt exactly and I'm all about, you know, grace and mercy. Yeah. I'm all about it, but it, it's to a certain extent because how much more does God love us that even though he extends his grace towards us, we still have to go through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. He still puts us through the, you know, through the furnace yeah. for us to know and understand who he is, mm-hmm. to know and understand the plan that he has for us, yeah. to know and understand what, value we have in him and sometimes we just want to give people a pat on the back and say oh it's okay and you don't give them no instruction you don't give them no correction and you just let them continue doing the same thing and then you're asking yourself well why are things happening Hmm. because you're allowing this spirit to just deceive you just roam around like they own the place exactly and they are captivating your soul's in the church yeah and you're so out of tune in the spirit that you cannot discern it no see that's where i'm like that's where i'm stuck because that's majority of the churches nowadays oh yeah majority of the churches nowadays <laughs> the head of the house can't discern what's in the house no nope. they can't discern it because no. they're so occupied with everything else that you're not Seeking the presence of God the way you should be to be in tune with what's in the spiritual realm. Right. And then, you know what? As I'm sitting here, that spirit is always confused with the spirit of Jezebel. Wow. Because this, the spirit of deceit has has the characteristic of seduce, uh, yeah. a seduction. Yeah. But if we analyze who Jezebel was in the Bible... She was influenced. She was empowered by power. Yeah. So she was able to influence the king to do things to degrade who God was. Mm -hmm. To basically destroy the image of God. And she did it through, you know, the power that she had of seduction, of mm. persuasiveness, yeah. of the, the knowledge, yeah. you know, and the spirit yeah. of deceit, it, it does, it's, it's just not that strategic. 
They, they don't put much thought into what they do. They just do it with the charismatic aspect. Like, if I'm just this good, if I just serve a little bit, mm. I can get in. And as soon as they get in, that's all they need. That's all they need. They're just going to be who they are. In the aspect of Jezebel, if a person is scare- carrying that spirit, they're just not going to allow themselves to be seen automatically when they enter in because their their goal is to get to a higher place. They're, it's not just it, to get it, a position. With, with the spirit, is, is control. control. Exactly. Power. They want to take the territory. They oh, want... oh, yeah. So like you said, it, they're, they're being strategic. Mm-hmm. They're very, like, they fine-tune their plans ahead of time. And if it doesn't go the way as planned, then they change their plan, but it's in the secret that they change it. Exactly. And they're always trying to take over. So, for example, they're trying to take the pastor's place. Mm -hmm. And versus the spirit of the seed, they're not trying to take the pastor's place. They're trying to get close to the pastor. They're just messy. They're just messy. They're just messy. They're just messy. That's messy. Because, you know, they don't they feed off of gain Mm. like because they're so stuck in their personal life yeah they want to to feel wanted they want Mm -hmm. to feel like they are important they want to feel like they have a purpose yeah and that's why they try to go and take everyone else's position Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily in the aspect of you know ruling or taking dominion and taking territory um it's just like to create chaos exactly <laughs> stir up the pot that's they, what they do they just they stir, stir the, pot. the pot they stir the pot and people allow them to yeah it's it's just crazy how like it's just gonna get worse it is especially and, in these last days right like i i believe in like discipline correction like if for example like if i know if i did something wrong like i expect you like, if I was at my job, whatever, for you to tell me, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. And if you don't correct this, this is the the consequence, consequence. of it. Like, sit me down. Strip me away from my responsibilities. Give me consequences. And you know what? That's another thing. Like, I do believe that sometimes you do need to strip people away from their responsibilities. If they acting up a fool, if, you know, they, if you know and some like we just want to be kind and give them the benefit of the doubt like you said you're destroying why don't we um why don't we deal with the church as a business mm-hmm. cuz it is a business no but i'm saying we don't deal with it as it no, is a we business no we don't you know we don't deal with churches like it's an organization you know we just yeah, it's a hospital and a lot of people come up and they're sick, but you know how the, are you running this hospital? You know how we run it like a zoo. You just let the animals run around. That's what I'm they saying. Want. <laughs> like, and then people are getting uh, afflicted even more. Yeah. You're not helping. Like the whole point is for someone who comes in sick, for them to be better. Mm-hmm. And when they get better, they can come into your pack to help those who are going to come after them yeah. to get better. But if the people who got better are not really that good enough and they're just afflicting everybody else in the group, like you are you don't have a strong enough team Mm-mm. to captivate the other people. No. So you're just playing the same game over and over and over again. 
That's wild. It's a wild zoo, wild circus, just running around. For real, I don't, I don't be understanding why people be allowing things to happen in the church. I don't either. Like, but again, like if you're not connected to God the way you need to be connected, that's why it happens. Right. Or like you, you got this spirit of um, of like, oh, it's okay. That okay, like. You know, for example, like there's certain people because they know, for example, if they've done so many bad things. They feel like, you know, God has been so graceful for, to me in my life that I just need to extend grace at all the time. Like, because they feel guilty for that, giving that correction, feeling guilty. It's a guilt spirit. Right. And it's like, if God placed you in that position, mm-hmm. you need to forgive yourself for what you did. Yeah. And allow God to give you the spirit of correction because you need to be able to correct the, the disciples that God gives you. Jesus, when Jesus was out here <laughs> with his disciples, he will call them a fool. If he would was, call them out. He will call them a fool. There was being a fool. He called them little faith when they didn't have faith. Like he called it out. He corrected them. Because that was the only way they were going to be able to strengthen. Like you're weakening their spirit you can correct someone in love in love you can correct someone in love you don't got to be yelling at no them. you don't but there is correction and you can't be we can't control the action of how people are going to react no Mm-mm. especially if they're carrying that spirit that spirit if you correct that spirit they gonna be acting like they the victim because they have that they have that spirit like I'm a victim. They did me like this. They did me like that. They gonna turn the yeah. table around and acting like you was the bad person. But if you know that what you did was according to God mm-hmm. and for the benefit of your ministry, for the benefit of your team, like it don't it shouldn't matter what people are going to say about you. Right. We should not care what people are gonna say about us. Mm-hmm. Because you're holding back a whole ministry doing that. Yeah. You know, if God says go, you should go. If God says do this, you need to do it regardless of what people have to say. Mm. Like. You're spinning facts right now. I'm just saying. (laughs) This is a a deep subject. It really is. Because I feel like there's just so much more. Speaking like in the spiritual realm, there's just so much more that tags along with the spirit of deception. Of course. Like, I mean, if you feel like, for example, the spirit of deception, when you're being influenced by it, not when it's actually driving you. Um, Like I said before, like you're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel stagnant. You're going to feel lonely. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like everybody's against you mm-hmm. you know and if you have that those feelings if you feel like everybody's against you you know if you feel very lonely that even god's not with you you can't even believe the things that god has you know promised in your life because the enemy has just filled you up with lies you feel like your life is stagnant like you need to recognize that maybe you are being influenced by the spirit of deception Wow. And you and it's not and that spirit is not very easy to drive away. Mm. Like you need to pray, you need to fast, and you need to get counseling 
because a lot of the times we can't recognize that spirit within ourselves. Wow. Someone has to call it out. Call it out. Yeah. And you you just need to be delivered. And it's going to be hard because that spirit is going to want to linger. Mm. And hover you. Yeah. Um and it is just through prayer and meditation that you're going to be able to completely rip it out of your life. Be released from it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I pray that this year God really does expose those ministries that are struggling with this. Oh yeah. That He exposes the people that are, you know, are being influenced by the Spirit mm-hmm. because it hinders, like you said, it hinders the ministry. Oh sure. It hinders the ministry and it opens other doors and other avenues for other spirits to linger on and to come into the ministry. Like your church is being influenced by demons seducing spirits spirits seducing right seducing spirits and you wonder why things cannot change Hmm. why people leave with filled up with the spirit of god but come back to the church the same way even worse sometimes or even worse why because there is something that attaches onto them once they leave the church like leeches these seducing spirits are leeches yeah they suck the life out of you and it's 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 crazy to know like we ask god like you know god you 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 know, there's so many promises. You gave me so much vision for this church, for this ministry. Why is it not coming to pass? And mm. God reveals why. He uprises situations with certain people. And you still become oblivious to be like, well, God, you know, I'm going to give him another chance. God's like, you can give him another chance, but that's not going to change not. anything. Because, no. for example... The whole, uh, when Judas betrayed Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus clearly in the Last Supper identified (laughs) to the disciples when they asked, who is going to betray you? He said, the person I give this bread to is the person that's going to betray me. He handed the bread over to Judas (laughs) and they still were oblivious to the fact Mm. that he was the one that was going to betray Jesus. Why is that? They didn't catch it. Why is that? Because if the disciples would have known that Judas was going to betray Jesus, they would have drove him out. And the plan of God would not have been fulfilled. Wow. Sometimes God allows the disciples mm. to know who is betraying you, who is against the ministry, so you can drive them out. Mm. If God doesn't notify the disciples, it's because that person has a purpose for it the ministry that God yeah. is trying to enter you into. Yeah. But if everybody knows <laughs> who the person is and the spirit that they're carrying, ain't nobody doing nothing about it. And the head of the house is being oblivious about it. That that shows me you don't care. That shows me that one that you don't um listen to the, your disciples. You don't listen to the people that God placed in your life. You don't life. listen to the voice of God. And, right. Because like sometimes, period. Right. Like, sometimes we want a direct, 
uh, a direct, like God to come down from heaven to tell you this is the person. And he, and it's like, he has been showing you sign after sign, situation after situation. And we still want to extend grace. You have leaders for a reason. Listen to them. Exactly. If they're spirit led and led by God and you know that they hear the voice of God, that, that's your answer right there. No, no, no. But there's some pastors that believe that they're the only ones <laughs> that hear the voice of God. And especially in a situation like that, because a lot of pastors believe that sometimes we're too crucial. We don't extend enough grace. Baby, you ain't crucial enough. And it's like, like let me do it for you. <laughs> it's like, it's not about, it's not about that we don't extend enough grace. Like if this person is affecting the ministry, it's affecting us as a team, as a leadership. We can't grow because, you know, when we try to grow, something happens. It's time to end. Like, it's time to, like, wash it's it out. It's time to put a stop to it. Like, <laughs> it's like a demon. Yeah. You're not going to allow a demon. If you know a demon's inside of you, you're not going to allow it just to sit inside of you. You're going to do something about it. Uh, because... You want to be nice about, you know, you want to be nice to the person that has the demon. No, you're going to cast that demon out. Right. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just, I understand that it's not the person. Mm -hmm. But if the person doesn't want to recognize that, that they have a spirit that they're being influenced by, the only thing you can do, I'm not saying drive them out of the church. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like you need to strip them away mm -hmm. where they don't have access. It's like Judas didn't have the same access that certain other disciples had to Jesus. No. Why is that? Because he could not enter into certain places with Jesus because certain places and certain accesses, it was too, it was too uh, spiritual for him to understand. Who were the only three people that saw Jesus mm. in a completely different form yeah. spiritually? Not Judas. It was three of the disciples that were closer to Judas. I mean, to Jesus. Mm -hmm. There are certain people that they should not have certain accesses into ministry. They should not have certain information in the ministry. Mm. And you giving information to all of your, not all of disciples have the same information. Because you trust everyone too much. You should not. There, there has to be levels and ranks. And <laughs> it, honestly, this is a whole different topic. <laughs> like, honestly. It's, this is a different podcast we got to do. Like, for real. <laughs> I mean, but in all, like, it still leads to, like we said, the spirit of deception. Thank you. You are being deceived, unfortunately. Yes. And you need, you need, you as the head need deliverance because you need to be able to, if God gave you dominion over a church hmm. and you don't know how to, and you're mishandling it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much people are coming to your church. It's about how many people are being impacted, being transformed and can leave your church to to create a church for themselves and multiply. Hold on, we ain't just talking about on a Sunday. Yeah. We talking about during the week. Are you taking the time to pour into a member, helping them grow, checking up on them, making sure they're okay? And if they're not okay, what are you doing? Like, what is my job? 
developing me more as a leader than my own church? Mm. Why am I having more meetings at my job about situations, about planning, about development more than I am as a leader at my church? We got it all mixed up. Priorities. We don't put as much effort into ministry, but we want to see the result. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I be confused sometimes. Sometimes, all the time. All the time. It's just the way ministry, some ministries operate nowadays, it's just, it's baffling. Yeah. I don't care if you have a big church, a small church, you need to like deal with that church as your business. Yeah. Like you're profiting something out of it. Yeah, you're you profit- are profiting souls. You profited souls for the kingdom souls of for God. Christ. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. The, the, you were Jesus. called for a reason. Why do you think these mega churches they get so much money? Hmm. Because they invest in their people, it's in the their investment, in their leadership, in their community. It's the investment part. They, how, much, how much are you investing? Exactly. That's another good podcast. That's another good podcast. <laughs> That's good. This was, I think this is a really good topic, really good subject. It definitely was. I'd be passionate about certain things, and that's one of them. <laughs> the spirit of deception. Yeah, because it, it, it's a it's an ongoing thing. Something that, as um, I feel like because I have you know the aspect, like I can see anyone and I can detect that oh, spirit. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, and I feel like when someone who is supposedly higher than me cannot detect that spirit it frustrates me Mm. because you should know more than i know and that's just that's just me yeah you know because and it and if i can detect it and i tell you and you disregard what i said that makes you even more it makes me even more because now you now when you have a situation with this person and you realize that they're carrying that spirit i warned you and you didn't listen. And you didn't listen. <laughs> and it's just like, like I said before, the Holy Spirit warns you. Mm-hmm. But are you willing to listen to, even if it's not coming directly from God, are you willing to listen to the disciples that God has given you? Wow. Because some pastors don't. Hmm. And they run things by themselves. Wow. I know we're like on a time crunch, but I wanted to ask you, have you ever dealt with that yourself like the spirit of deception what do you mean like not you necessarily having it or anything like that but like people around you oh yes like close people to you yes i i feel like um i was born into the spirit of deception oh wow like within my family i feel Mm. like the spirit of deception is amongst my family um, as a generational bond. Wow. Because um, even like with the things growing up, like lying was something very common mm. that, you know, people would just do just because they thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, living a double life, you mm. know, in and out of church, you know, being. That's huge. Yeah. Like it, it, I feel like, um, or people, I had, I had a lot of people, you know, be in my face one way and mm. just to get information just to get um you know 
close just so they can stab me in the back. Like I've had a lot of experience like that. And I feel like that's why Mm -hmm. God has granted me that discernment because I lived through it. Mm -hmm. I learned the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe people who never experienced that don't know how to detect it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people do think like, they like to look in the good of people and not everyone's good. Unfortunately, like maybe it's not them. Probably it, it is the spirit that is consuming them, but it's still the person that you're dealing with. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How about you? Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think I was at one point I was one of those people that ignored red flags i was one of those people that always wanted to see the good in everyone you sure was (laughs) and you called me out on it so many times and um but i think i've gotten better with that i've gotten better with understanding and everybody doesn't have good intentions right and my radar is like on high alert at all times right you can't let your guard down not in this world not in the world we live in today not when you are a prophet of God. No. Like, you got to be, like, radar at all times looking through x-ray, x-ray vision. Because For bro. the days we live in today, it, it's, it's tough. And it's going to get even worse. Yeah. And we need to learn, like, even though I detect that spirit, I'm not going to treat you as that spirit. Exactly. I see it. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge it. I acknowledge it. But I'm not going to treat you like you're carrying that spirit. Exactly. I'm, You know, and that I think that's something that um we also i think we understand mm-hmm. like you can't just when you detect that spirit automatically push that person away mm. because now you just created that demonic thing to be like alert like oh, oh she can tech me yeah but also what does that say about you at you know you are not reflecting christ now exactly. you're being judgy now you're you know treating someone differently because of what you see within them exactly um so you have to be very careful how you handle a person that carries that spirit mm-hmm. you know maybe we should do a part two for this i think so yeah this, this maybe on like how to handle yeah how to yeah i like that how to handle someone who has the spirit of deception yeah all right y'all heard that <laughs> <laughs> there will be a part two um is there anything else you want to add? I think I talked enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like y'all heard, we're going to have part two at some point. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. And um, we pray that you guys start off the year, you know, the way you should with God. Um, start off the year really, really good. You know, write down your goals, your visions, what you want God to do in your life this year. And um, we will see you on the next episode.